Yeah, All right, so we're live. Stock market mode. September 8th. Hope everyone had a good Labor Day. And hope everyone's ready for whatever the stock market's going to bring us today. Last week was not the greatest week. And Friday was looked like it was going to be the same thing as Thursday. But then there was this rally that brought the market almost to the green. Almost seemed too good to be true. Last night, futures were up. This morning, they're really, really down. And obviously, the news about Tesla not joining the S&P came out right when the market closed on Friday. This morning, you got GM taking a stake in Nikola. So Nikola is up big on the news. GM's up a little on the news. And yeah, and Dad, what are you looking at today? I, you know, I was looking Friday afternoon. I was like, oh, man, did I miss my opportunity to buy the dips in tech? And clearly I didn't. And I don't know if today well, just- you know, if you go back to when we were looking at the different levels, uh, you know, these some of these stocks have gone to the first range of levels, but not the second. Tesla, we first said 370, then 360. The next one's 340. And, you know, with this kind of momentum behind the selling and on top of that, the SoftBank news where they bought a ton of options in these big flyers, I kind of, you know, it reminds me of SoftBank making these huge investments in the Ubers of the world. And we're all like scratching our head. What are these people doing? Why are they spending so much money in one specific area? And if anything that comes out of this, people are going to say these people are not the smartest group in the, you know, in the uh, room. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that money goes to shit since they're backing all of our competitors. I, I want to see SoftBank's owner completely jump off a cliff. Personally. Well, I just don't understand why they'd be doing what they're doing unless they thought they can get this thing to a hyperbolic level beyond, beyond hyperbolic. And maybe it was working in the beginning because these stocks did go to ridiculous levels off of the option purchases. There was obviously a lot of their doing. Maybe they're trying to manipulate the U.S. dollar, and this is a much bigger thing, and they should start thinking about shutting down some of these companies. Because when you really think about it, it's scary that one bank can have this kind of impact. And it's not, I want to get Trump on the horn about this. It's not U.S. backed. So this guy is not domestic. He has no best interest of America at heart. So why has everyone been so gung-ho on al allowing SoftBank to just run the U.S.? Well, first of all, SoftBank has this fund that they raise billions and billions of dollars, and that's where this is happening. This has nothing to do with No, I understand what they are. It's just yeah, it's fascinating it. to me that that's been allowed when you think about it with this whole even TikTok news going on and the distrust with China. I immediately wonder what actually is the, going on. With well, you know, what you're saying is you know, kind of something that you don't want to see ever happen where you tell companies or uh, firms they can't invest in U.S. companies. Well, no, I, I'd rather have U.S. investors investing in U.S. Who companies. Who cares who the investors are? Our uh, markets well, would be way smaller if you didn't have the international players investing in our markets. But, Dad, I know 
I've always heard and I've read in certain books how like when this type of thing happens, you'll have the different major hedge funds almost like attack them. Where, well, where they could only if it gets to the point where they're in trouble. I don't know if they're in trouble from this. Yeah, gotcha. you know, they would they would gun for the uh, the stocks that they own if they had a good handle on it. If they were overextended, that is something hedge funds would do. They do that with the dollar when they see someone has tried to, um, you know, take a currency and move it quickly in one direction. I mean, hedge funds will gun for weaknesses in the market. So there could be some of that going on if they have a handle on, you know, where the heavy option activity was. Like Apple supposedly on Friday had heavy options too. And the stock did get down to 110 and then got up to 120. So there is something to this option idea. No, for sure. Dad, are there just like overall sector levels that you look at on a day like today instead of individual stocks, like just you know, NASDAQ, the Dow? Well, it's obvious today is bringing everything down, but the stocks that are holding up best are the ones that are out of the fray of activity over the last few months. You know, anything that really hasn't moved or has moved little is what is holding up best today. Yeah, no, definitely. No, and the reason I asked is I just, I kind of realized on Friday, and I guess it was a blessing in disguise, Friday when I was back level for some stocks, uh, I felt like I almost missed my opportunity because I was day trading and getting into short positions on all the pops and it was working out great. But then I, I didn't realize, like, wait, the market's slid so much that there's actually some buying opportunities now. And then I kind of, like, missed out on that midday rally that happened. And that's where now I'm like, okay, this is clearly that was almost a fake out. But I, I'm just trying to avoid that again, where if the market gets to certain levels today, like maybe the NASDAQ, maybe it's, you know, 11,000 even, maybe that's a level where, uh, need to have like an alert where it's like, okay, you're probably going to get some sort of relief rally off of this. Or with S&P, you know, maybe it's 3340 because I know a lot of people have that 3300 mark leveled off. It seems like it always stopped just above where we would kind of expect it to stop. Yeah, well, I think uh, the 50-day on these major stocks is going to be a key level. Um, Apple, Microsoft, Apple – I think it's 107 around there today is the 50 day and Microsoft cut through it already. Um, yeah, Microsoft's 50 day was um, 210.76. So I don't know if it'll make an attempt again today to get back to that. If not, the 200 day is way down at 191 approximately. But yeah. Apple will be one of the stocks that if it gets down to its 50 day, that's a level you want to maybe make a stand in the uh, NASDAQ. You know, you got to pick the major names that have been moving the market to determine levels where you want to uh, play the NASDAQ as a whole. That might be the, a spot if it got down that low. 
makes sense. And it may, it may not get down that low. It's already down big on the day and it's seven points away from that level. Yeah, and I wonder how much of this has to do with what Trump was saying yesterday about wanting to just completely disconnect from China. Probably not much, but... I, no, I think that's part of it. I mean, this talk is not good for the market. And, you know, on top of that, the polls, I don't think the polls were that positive for Trump over the weekend. I mean, and, he's losing right now. They're not positive. No, They're but not. I didn't see anything that made me think it was turning in his favor the way it felt on Friday. So that also can be damaging to the market, but his negative talk on China and him losing the election kind of, <laughs> they don't go together. So. The China thing is all just a red herring. There's not, not actually anything real there. That's all just narrative to distract people when you really look at it. Mike, yeah. you doing any buying today or selling? I know no. you got out of NVIDIA, like basically at the top, and that's pretty damn impressive. It's down to, it was down a little bit more this morning, but it's under 470 now. It's had quite the fall. I'm going to wait for it to dip more. I mean, the first level for NVIDIA, which we talked about, was 460. Yeah, thank you. Touch there this morning for a minute. Yeah, I'll be, I might jump on that again today, buying more than I, I mean, I didn't, I only, I owned a decent amount, nothing too crazy. I'll be buying more than I owned once this thing is finished dipping. So I, it was overbought like crazy. Now it seems like it's almost back to. Yeah, the 50 reality. day is 446 on NVIDIA. So, and then, uh, yeah, get around I just got into a Neo short at 17, by the way. So that's a stock that I was shorting last week in and out like a bunch. So maybe I'll do that again today. I'm just kind of watching it right now. It's pretty down six, well, up six cents for me. But yeah, so the other thing I saw was Peloton kind of came out and said that they're lowering their price on the equipment and they're coming out with more lines for their equipment. So their stock was up this morning and now it's down a little, I'm assuming just because the market's getting crushed, but it is holding up better than other stocks. So that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. It's at 80 right now. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I don't necessarily, I, I guess I see how that's a positive, them lowering the price, more people are going to be able to afford it. But the other side of that is they're lowering the price. So you would think their margins are going to go down and they're not going to make as much money. I don't know if it's that great of news, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on this morning because it's one of the few high flyer names that seems to be sort of holding up. I think it's great news for them. They need to get as many people with that product as possible. It lowers barrier to entry for psychology for people buying and gives them more health data, which is really why that stock is where it is, the future of healthcare with wearables. I, I think that's why what the street sees with Peloton more than anything. Makes sense. And then, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think right now I've been, I want to say waiting for this moment because I already have positions, but like when I look at where Twitter is right now and clearly the trend was starting to get on, I'm probably going to scoop more Twitter today. I'm probably going to scoop more Pinterest today. Those are just two names that I think are 
long, not, not even long term, but I, I just think they have a lot of runway. Same with Snapchat. And they were starting to kind of act really well before the sell-off. I, I think those are names I might pick up a little bit more of today. I'm definitely going to add some of these technology stocks today because, uh, you know, I don't think the market is about to crash. I think this is somewhat of a healthy correction in Friday that rally maybe shouldn't have happened the way it did. And now we're kind of just unraveling that. I, I don't know. That's just my maybe, opinion. Maybe. Or we're heading for Ben. Yeah. I mean, or that. That's true. That's definitely I mean, possible. Definitely. I think this whole thing has run up way too much. And there, if anything, it wouldn't shock me at all if we have way more of a pullback coming. Yeah. And, you know, September before an election. And September anytime is usually not a great month. Yeah, and you saw the data I saw this weekend looking at how many people that are living with their parents, that literally over 50% of people Jeff's age, for example, in that, and it was a wide age group. That does that screams to me prob problems. <laughs> it's not like I see that and I'm like, oh man, this is great. I see well, that and I'm like, what am I even doing in the market right now? Well, the other side of that is those people that are doing that are saving money if they're employed. They're not employed. So I, I don't the other think- side of that is really the, fact, the other side of that is that the senators and everyone is seeing the same data and it's just gonna lead to more stimulus and more social programs and more money getting flooded into the system. How that affects the market, I don't really know, but like when you have a lot of people living at home, unemployment's high, people are gonna be getting more handouts. And I, I don't necessarily know if that means the market should go up, but I've never really looked at people not having jobs and that is necessarily a reason for a market sell-off just because I think they'll be given some sort of compensation for that. So that's just kind of a... Yeah, I was listening to this Naval podcast yesterday, the founder of Angie's List, who's an absolute genius, and he was going over... It, it makes me just so much more gung-ho on crypto, the way he was breaking down the future of investments and not needing to be in one area to like the way Silicon Valley has been the last couple decades where he was even highlighting his own investments. Now he has crypto investments all over the world in startups. And we're not even hearing about this movement yet, but it allows you to just have wealth widespread for, you know, betting on certain companies in a way that it just hasn't been done before all this printing money talk, Every time we say I hear printing money, it makes me want to buy more Bitcoin, personally. Well, you know, Bitcoin's interesting today. It's broken 10,000. It's down 6%. Great. Right? The dollar is real strong today. Did I not tell you 9,600 last week? Well, we're not there yet, but... Well, I, I said to a T, get buy at 9,600 when it was almost at 11,000. So well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin slid a lot this last week. It's going to be a lot of people are like, oh, you see what Bitcoin's doing this weekend? This is going to be exactly what the stock market does. Because it, it almost seems like they act the same, which I think is the opposite. But, I love hearing anything. They have zero to do with one another. You so. know, I, I, as I said before, I think um, it's like playing craps. You don't play all the exotic bets unless you're making a lot of money on the pass line and the pass line of normal stocks. Dad, this isn't a parrot. 
this is not like I don't know what Bitcoin cryptocurrency is not some. But you'll thing. notice whenever the market has a big sell-off, crypto is even worse. That's great. That's going to make me more of a rich person. The point with, is that wait. people have these side bets and they're okay when the market's going up. <laughs> and when they're not, they call them in. They have no idea what cryptocurrency well, I think where dad does have a point is at the end of the day, if you have people that need to raise cash because they're getting called on whatever they might be. Oh, getting no, I get, I get his point. Yeah. It, yeah. Those people are delusional if they're looking at Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies in that fashion. Because that, that by the really way, is gold is basically doing the same thing as Bitcoin, but not as that, which should be an, an indicator that you should be gung ho on Bitcoin. Well, no, I mean, so gold is down, but not nearly like Bitcoin. And the reason gold holds up better is it's still considered a reasonable part of a portfolio. Mm -hmm. It's um, all right. So, Vuzi is at 420 this morning, which is kind of the level you said you liked it at, right, Dad? I do like Vuzi. I think it's a fun speculative story, but you know these these great stories don't work on big down days. Oh well, no, of course. But you know, if you're just looking, you know, for a day a day like today, you want to be focused on the big names. And if you're playing the market, those are the ones to really, unless these little ones get really demolished, then you can make a bet. But otherwise. You're better off sticking with three or four of the big names and adding to those if you're looking long term, because th that's where you get the big opportunity, short term. You know, that's where if you don't have an Apple position, today might be a day to you know think about starting one, Microsoft, um, Amazon, any of these type of names. Ten national DraftKings. I mean, everything I look at, I'm looking at, I'm like, oh man, I, I really did not think, at least in the near future, we were going to see these levels again this quickly. I kind of think I'm amped as hell that I got out of those gaming stocks. I'm so pumped to myself. I mean, yeah, I don't own any pen right now. DraftKings was such an obvious sell off that day with Jordan that morning, where it's like, yeah. oh great, get out of this. That that was really such a gift the day before the market slid. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that was a gift. Um, and, and too, it's just they ran up way too much for no reason. So kind of like fifty-two. I kind of like I like DraftKings uh, this week because the NFL is starting. I mean, they sold it off of the NBA playoffs starting. I kind of think they're going to buy the the football season. We'll see. Yeah, that is this week, so you'll naturally have people flooding to gamble trying to win a million dollars and rocket mortgage continues to kind of be yeah, it acts horrible head scratcher. under 23 you know i still I, I don't know if it's just they're getting caught up in the sell-off or if people can't quite make sense of their numbers because of the way they reported their earnings because they didn't actually do an earnings per share but i keep going back to like the profits that company has seems like they're a beast i don't know if people are just expecting that that industry can't really get any better i don't know i no, i kind of I, I just think it's the holders more than anything the holders are weak from being uh all these retail investors but down at these levels it's probably not bad i mean 22 and a half to 23. 
and yeah, today is going to be interesting because I know Friday we talked about the market was looking like it was going to almost open green. And we talked about how there was a good chance you were going to see a big sell-off right at open, which is exactly what happened. Today, it's the opposite. So I'm wondering if maybe this market gets met with some buyers. I mean, I think there's levels of support in the different sectors that are not that far off of where we're at right now. Like you would think 3340 with the S&P, which is like down another percent, seems to be a level where you might get like a whole slew of buyers coming in. That's where I'm going to be a buyer. And same with tech. I mean, probably 11,000 even just because that's such a psychological number. So, you know, we're not far from levels where there might be, there's still a lot of money on the sidelines. So the other interesting thing is this is, People are coming back from vacation, even though they're not going long distances. Um, Last week is historically a big vacation week for Wall Street. So they're going to go into their meetings today and they're going to have to make a big decision if they want to add to this or trim. And it's good. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't see. I think there could be some trimming going on. I mean, we're not, this is an election year. People are, who knows what, what's happening with this. Well, job. Those, are the exact, those are the exact discussions that are probably going on. Yeah. Like I can't imagine if I'm one of these big hedge fund guys, I'm not banking on Trump being back in office. And even if he is, that's not, that means nothing with the state of things. There needs to be so many things done in this country for prosperity in the years ahead with just people making big decisions that have not been made yet because they can't, you know, even go out for a beer, let alone get anything done in a meeting. So I don't really know. I'm not, I'm personally not gung ho short term here. I'm gung ho for a short term rally that maybe then gets faded again. I I don't think this is going to just turn into a sell off where we just keep on going. I think, there's going to be random rallies throughout September and maybe it's kind of, you, you want to sell those rallies and you want to buy into these dips. And I think you're going to get a little bit of a back and forth. That's just my opinion. Like I'll be a buyer probably today at some point, but then if the market rallies and gets back to where it was a week ago, I'd, I'd be a seller. I, I just don't think it's going to be as, cut and dry as up here's a sell-off now get out of stock and then boom now get back in it's Never gonna <laughs> yeah it's gonna trick people well into- no that's why i think there's more of a sell-off coming not just up it sold off last week sell off to end and bounce back today i don't see it well think about think how many people probably, think about how many people probably got just beyond tricked out friday where they probably at the close, we're like, oh, man, I got to scramble to get in stocks because this dip is over. And there I didn't was, feel that way at all. Well, clearly a ton of people did, or you wouldn't have seen the ra- the market literally like completely. Even when it was coming back, I, in my head, I'm like, this is nothing. Like, well, wow, the point is back. there's a ton of people that bought at the top of the rally on Friday that are now possibly weeks away from getting that money back, maybe even months. So it's just the theme of the market is going to always trick people into – kind of doing the opposite of what they think it's going to do. So they, you know, put their money where it's ultimately not supposed to go. And well, that's why I don't think like most people, it works perfectly for this. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, 
going back to what SoftBank has done, I mean, they made a hyperbolic move in a lot of big names. I don't know if they were helped by the retail or not. And they're just unwinding that. I mean, you brought these stocks down to a level where the froth you could make a case is not far from gone, just based on that last move up. So, I mean, anyone looking at this now has to be more comfortable than they were a week ago, buying like a DocuSign or a Zoom, or for that matter, even Tesla. But I'm not saying I would buy those, but Zoom is off $150. Tesla is off $160 from the high. I mean, these, I would buy Tesla way before Zoom. But these are tremendous moves that have taken place in three days or four days. That yeah. It's hard to fathom. Stocks well, it's hard to want to be in a stock like that, personally. That's I mean, you, you that. would have thought for Tesla to be down that much percentage-wise. I mean, that's not shocking that with how volatile that stock's been since it started. Well, it, that's that is not that you've been calling that for weeks. I know. So I'm not saying about? I'm surprised, but the speed of it, you would think they came out with an announcement that Elon Musk left the company. You said even last week that the downfalls are going to be fast. They and are. That, that is after than ever before. We've seen that over and That's over again. Point. I think now, though, is like when you really have to kind of step back, close your computer and think to yourself, is this a good buying opportunity or is this just the beginning of the end? And if you're of the camp that this isn't the beginning of the end, these are days where it's hard to buy and you know, you might look back in four days from now and be like, hmm, what a great move it was buying. They, like, I know this is like one of, apparently one of the stronger OPEC weeks that normally lead the market higher. The VIX will go lower. Like, this could be a rally week. There's no doubt about it. I'm not saying the market is going to get back to just going in these hyperactive straight up moves again, but I don't think you're going to just see a straight downfall sell off. I think you're going to see rallies that make people think that what was going on a week ago or two weeks ago, I mean, is still completely the narrative. And it's going to be really confusing to figure out which direction things are going to ultimately go. And look, just last night, not that the NASDAQ was still down, but the Dow was up uh, 250 points, you know, about 11 o'clock at night. So exactly. that mean, and what it's now down almost 300. Mike Gene Munster, the guy on CNBC right now, he's big on, I don't think he owns any yet, but he's big on Zillow Group and their future. And uh, he's been talking about like how they're probably going to take on a big position. Zillow yeah, Group I might be getting back in that today. We'll yeah, see. Gene Munster has been one of the best uh, analysts on uh, Apple. He has um, really been the the solid guy behind the, the move up. He's always stayed with him. Well, he, if for what that's worth, loves Zillow Group and loves Pinterest. I have to get back in Pinterest. I'm glad I sold off at the top there last week. So maybe today's the day. Yeah, I mean, Pinterest is under 33 right now. I'm definitely yep. going to be buying some Pinterest today because... Sold off too much. You know, what happened to going, <clears throat> going back to the Nikola which is up uh, $11 right now. Which just let's just acknowledge that that's down $6 from the high this morning. As soon as that guy started talking on CNBC, the stock slid 15% because I think people realized that he 
might just be the biggest scam artist in the world, which is my opinion. <laughs> I know GM like definitely adds some that makes it a little bit more valid. You see that news, you're like, oh, there must be something going on. But I don't know if you guys heard the interview. Like, they're not. They have nothing. Like they were, uh, Sorokin was asking them, like, so are you guys eventually going to make your own cars? And he was like, never. Why would we ever do that? Like, it's just one answer after the next that makes me think that there's a lot more fluff than the market's willing to acknowledge. With that. Well, you know, the big, the the other side of that is you got all these other electric car companies that people have been buying, selling, shorting, whatever it makes you think twice about shorting them if something like this can happen to Nikola. Like NIO or LI, what's to stop them from getting together with Ford or Toyota? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but you got to keep that in your back of your mind if you're shorting these names because you think they're overvalued and crazy. Yeah, I think that's why holding shorts overnight is a very dangerous game. And it's one thing to day trade and short stocks, but if you're going to hold a short position, it's going to be tough to sleep at night for the exact reason you said. If you're short a couple thousand shares of Nikola and you wake up to them up 45%, that's a year killer, let alone yeah. a week killer. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it can happen any time during the day. You could have come in this morning and shorted it, and then, you know, you see it kind of just hanging out and all of a sudden it's up five, then it's up 10. Then the news comes out or whatever. That'll be, a, anybody. that'll be a really fun stock to follow today just to see where it ends up when all the dust settles. But all right, guys, let's wrap this up. Hopefully the market doesn't completely crash. And if it does, hopefully everyone buys stock and it goes back up. So, Oh yeah. After it. <laughs> <laughs>